Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. Today's conversation centers on triggers. In other words, we're confident in our faith, but we still straddle the fence. So let's grab our beverage of choice. For me, it's going to be water, of course, snacks, and a notepad. Or you can go to the notes section on your phone for today's episode called Belief and Disbelief. Again, today's episode is called Belief and Disbelief. So let's get into it. We all have moments in our life where we may feel like we're at the peak of our faith. For example, it has been sunny skies, our relationship with God has been closer more than ever, and nothing can waver our faith in him. However, when we're faced with a dilemma or a crisis, our emotions shift And now we're swayed by the wind. We don't have the energy or desire to pray and take it to God. But instead, we allow our emotions to become the forefront of the situation. Yes, we acknowledge who God is and know that he can handle our situation. But we still isolate ourselves from our faith and self-medicate the issue. What is self-medicating? Well, self-medicating can be displayed in different ways of our life, such as depression, engaging in pleasurable desires, doing nothing, and the most famous line that we all know, I'm just doing me right now. But none of these methods support our spiritual foundation in God. If anything, it is putting a bullseye on our backs for more disruption, manipulation, anger, fear, and anxiety to enter into our lives. Now, you may ask yourself, What does doing me look like in a situation of confusion and conflict? The answer that most of us would know is to just cope. Cope in this situation. Do what you can to help you feel better. Do what you can that allows you to get through this current moment of your life. But from a faith standpoint, it should be to stay positive and allow our God, allow our Father, allow our Jehovah to fight our battles. However, we all have been faulty in one way or another when it comes to allowing situations, circumstances, and things to influence our behavior. And to be honest, it's hard to pause in the thick of life and go to God when we're hurting and have nothing to say. And we allow our current situation to become an excuse for our disconnect and destructive behavior because we see it as if God truly loves 
love me like he say that he do, I will not be feeling this way right now. I will not be going through this right now in this season of my life. But if we're pulling scripture here, I want to pull from Ecclesiastes chapter seven NIV version. And it talks about wisdom. It talks about how we shouldn't take things for granted, staying in touch with both sides and understanding. But in particular, I want to pull verses nine through 14. So again, Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verses nine through 14 NIV version. And it says this. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter, but the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Acts chapter one, verse seven, NIV version. And that says this, and this is Jesus talking. He says to his disciples, it says, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority. So we should enjoy the good days. On the bad days, examine our conscience. Remember to reference God in the bad as much as we do in the good because he is there. He is waiting for us to cast our cares onto him and not to self-medicate and isolate ourselves from him like most of us do, usually when uncomfortability arises. What are some practical ways we can praise God in our difficulty? What can I do in my difficulty that can reference God? Well, I'm here today to tell you, number one, It may seem unnatural, it may seem uncomfortable, it may seem often weird, but go ahead and praise God. Don't fake it. Be honest. God already knows our hearts. God knows our thoughts. God knows everything about us. So that means God already know we don't want to praise him while we already going through the situation. And we just need to be honest about it and say, God, I don't feel like praising you, but I'm still going to do it. I'm going to put my foot forward and I'm going to praise God, not just quietly, but I'm going to shout out a praise. I am going to verbally praise God no matter what, because I know my outcome will be prosperous. Why? Because my father is already fighting the battle for me. There is something powerful about verbalizing our praise and worship to our father. Number two, 
use fear and worry as indicators of when to praise the Lord. When fear and worry pop their heads up, use them as reminders to say, oh no, I'm going to praise God in this situation. Number three, allow God to teach you as you walk through the situation. God never, never wastes any event in our life. Just because life be doing whatever it want to do, well, whatever it think it wants to do, God will still turn it around for his glory and for ours, for people to know that God is in the midst and he will always have the victory. God wants us to grow in him. As you praise God, ask him, what can I learn from this experience? What are you teaching me from this experience? What can I gain from going through this trial and tribulation right now in my life? And lastly, number four, review God's work. Reflect back to when God did things for you in the past and still praise him for it. Praise him in the now. You don't have to stop praising God for something that he has done for you years ago. Every day I wake up, I still be praising God for this roof over my head. I be praising God for him blessing me with my car. I be praising God for him showing me how to run this business. I'm a praise God even in the now, even if he has already done it. One of the parts of praising God is reviewing God's faithfulness over your life. What has God done for you lately? Reflecting on the goodness of God and provision in the past will not only encourage you, but it will help you find new strength so you can continue the journey of purpose that God has for you in your present and in your tomorrow. I know that talking about encouragement and achieving it in a difficulty isn't the same. I know it isn't because I have been there, but we must remember we can control our emotions. We shouldn't allow anyone or anything to manipulate, to taunt, to belittle and make us feel invaluable because last time I checked, my God, my father reminds me constantly of my worth and my purpose. God reminds us constantly of our worth and our purpose, not just by waking us up every day, but protecting us from the seen and unseen dangers. Even though we are going through, God is still covering us. God is still protecting us. And yes, it is normal to have moments of disbelief. It's normal to have moments to just have urges to not respond in a spiritual way. Like, I'm not going to handle this as God want me to handle it. I'm going to handle it like I want to handle it. It's normal to feel that way. 
But what I'm saying is we shouldn't allow those moments, those difficult times in our life to imprison us and have us feeling like there's no way out and God can't save us. Can't no one save us from our struggle because the blood of Jesus has defeated any affliction. The blood of Jesus has defeated any discourse. The blood of Jesus has already defeated that situation. We just have to continue to stay strong in our father. Something I always tell myself and I tell those around me, I say this, pain is temporary, but happiness is everlasting. Happiness is eternal. And I don't say this to give myself a pick me up. I don't say this because it's nice to hear. I'm telling myself what I want to hear or I'm telling myself what other people may want to hear. I'm saying it because it's the truth. You may feel like you're in a chokehold now, but think back to other moments in your life when you were in a chokehold, but now you're in a place of relief. And that previous moment, that previous situation seems so minimal. And you're like, I could have brushed that off. Why was I tripping over that? Why was I getting aggravated over that? Why was I allowing my emotions to take me there? And it wasn't even worth my time or my energy. God can turn our disbelief into belief, but we must make that decision to let him in our life. Give him full range, give him full power, give him full authority because our father is already there. And when our father is present, when our father is already waiting, knocking at the door and just wanting us to invite him in, when he's already there, our father brings peace. Our father brings knowledge. Our father brings faith. Our father brings hope. All of those things are there. Everything that we need in our difficulty is already there, but we must embrace it and allow it to engulf us. Our praises are not only for worship, but our praises is to speak authority, to speak power against the enemy, against the situation, to let it know that we are not bound to our weaknesses. What I may be going through right now, what I may be feeling right now in this moment is not my outcome for the rest of my life. And I have a father that is fighting my battles for me in our lowest state we still have strength in our lowest state we still have knowledge in our lowest state we still have the ability to persevere and having our mind on the lord is so contagious The moment we start thinking about the goodness of God, the moment we start thinking about how God is going to intervene in our life, the moment that we stop thinking about the situation, but start thinking about our heavenly father and the ways that he has done for us, everything that we know, everything that may be thrown in our face. Once we acknowledge who our father is, once we allow him to enter into our space, Everything will align like it should because our father, he is the peace. He is the knowledge. He is the wisdom. He is the power. He is the authority. He is the way maker. He is the keeper. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is, he is, he is. Our father is everything. 
It is not so much about the hardship. It's not. It's the outcome we allow it to have on our life. For instance, will we use this moment as an excuse to conform to worldly behaviors or to show our father that we are strong in him and are not wavered by the wind of inconvenience. Yes, you can take time to allow yourself to feel and to heal from traumas and hardships and the pushbacks of life, but all of that should be processed with God. We should not be trying to go around God. We should not be trying to find different ways to cope. We just need to give it to God. We need to go through our emotions with God. And because our father is in the midst, he will give us peace. He will embrace us. He will give us everything that we need in this difficult moment of our life. God wants to receive us in all forms, which means the bad too. Let's stop removing ourselves from God's presence when things don't go as expected and root ourselves in him more than before. I don't want to keep distancing myself from God when faced with difficulty and my emotions become flooded. And if I continue to have that mindset, if I keep having that default nature I can never grow in him. If I keep deflecting, I can never grow in him. If I keep walking away, I can never grow in him. How can I get through this season of my life if every time this season presents itself, I don't do nothing other than walking away? Yes, God will fight our battles, but like I always say, we still have a responsibility on our end to do what he has instructed us to do. The same God that has covered and protected me before is the same God that can intervene now. Thinking about belief and disbelief, I get reminded of the book of the Bible named Joshua. And we're talking about the Israelites. The Israelites are God's people. God freed them from the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. They still traveling to the promised land. It's been 40 years. And due to their disobedience, it's been 40 years. They're finally at the point to where God is saying, okay, you're about to walk into the promised land. And God says in his word that he will go in front of them. He will go before them to put their enemies into their captivity. So when they already go to the situation, when they're already entering into the battle, they will already have the victory. Why? Because God has already went before them. God has already taken care of whatever needs to be taken care of. So God already knows the battle that we're about to face. God already knows what we're about to be walking into. God already knows the outcome, but we have to be obedient in him and continue to walk through those trials, walk through through those tribulations, walk through those circumstances in boldness and be courageous and know that my father's already put victory in my hands. So I have victory over this situation. No more allowing things in my life to trigger me so easily. I'm tired of it. 
I don't want to be an emotional wreck. I don't want to flow in the wind from left to right. Every time something comes my way, that's an inconvenience or it doesn't go the way that I expected it to go. Now I'm like, oh my goodness, I just can't. It's over. I'm done. I can't deal with it. And it's not saying that we don't have those moments, but it's like, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. God is going to give me everything that I need because I can control my thoughts. I can control my emotions and I can control my outcomes because I know that God is with me every step, every move and every decision that I make. We know that God has not forgotten about us, but have we forgotten about him? And if we know that God is faithful to us and he has been faithful to us time and time and time again, why can't he now? Why can't God be faithful now? For we know the truth and the answer to this. We know it already. We have to make that decision and say, God, I'm allowing you full range into my life. I know this situation isn't going the way I thought it would go, but God, I'm still going to give you the victory. God, I'm still going to thank you because God, you could be protecting me from something even worse. So God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I glorify you. Satan, I rebuke you. You do not have control over my emotions. You will not get the victory over this. The blood of Jesus has defeated you and the blood of Jesus covers me. So I speak the blood of Jesus over every situation, every door, every interaction that I have because God will cover me. He already spoken in his word. And the last time I checked Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, whatever God speaks does not return to him void and it shall come to pass. So since the blood of Jesus has already defeated you, the blood of Jesus can defeat you again. I know that my father is fighting for me. For I know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. For I know, taste and see in the good things of God. For I know I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. For I know, for I know, for I know God is is there. No matter how I may feel, no matter what I'm going through, God is there. God already went before me. God already know the situation before I'm walking into it. God took care of everything before I even thought that was a possibility in my life. So God already covered his end, but now it's on me. So it's my decision whether or not I decide to put on the full armor of God and apply it to my life or let the world control me. I'm going to go to God and I'm going to say, God, help me to balance my emotions. Help me to stay strong in you. Help me to be strong in my faith. Help me to see that the victory is already mine. Help me to know that every trial and tribulation and circumstance is for my good. God, even though I'm going through, God, I ask and I pray that you give me the spirit of happiness. Give me the spirit of peace. Please allow me to stop being wavered by every little thing. And God, help me to trust in you. 
God can turn our disbelief into belief. Whatever I need in my season of difficulty, God will give it to me. If it's rest, he will give me rest. If it's peace, he'll give me peace. If it's strength, he'll give me strength. I just have to get out of my own way and allow myself to see what God sees in me. And if I can't see that, I need to ask God and say, God, can you reveal to me what you see? Can you show me my victory? Can you show me my prosperity? So I'm going to end the podcast with this question today. Will you continue to allow your disbelief to control your life? Or are you going to allow the belief and the faith that you have in God to continue to cultivate, to continue to gleam and prune you in your purpose and not become wavered by a difficult season, task, or moment? And that's on period. Well, our time at the Reach Tangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is on the podcast. And make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me. And all of my socials will be linked in the description box below. If you have made it to the end of the podcast, here is some tea for you. In the month of June, I have guests lined up. That's all I'm going to give you guys. I have guests for every day in the month of June, but I am opening up the series. So that being said, you might want to turn on those post notifications. You might want to tell your, your friend, your next door neighbor, your sister, your cousin, tell everybody that you need to tell. But check out my socials in the description box. If no one has told you this today, I love you. God loves you. And Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to grow to be the best versions of ourselves. Mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. With who? With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again... Bye.